Welcome everyone, Bez Hashem. We are learning Brachos Chavadalad Amad Beis. We're going to start from Chavadalad Amad Aleph, six lines from the bottom, where the Gemara says, Amar Rebbe Chanino. Rebbe Chanino says, Ani Reisi is Rebbe Shetolot Tfilov. I saw Rebbe that he hung his Tfilin on a peg. Okay, so the Gemara is going to ask Akasha, Meisvei, how did Rebbe hang his Tfilin on a peg? We have a bright that says, Atolot Tfilov Yutlu Loichayev. A person who hangs his tefillin, so yitlu lo chayev. It's like they're going to hang him, hang him, the person, for death. It's a pretty, pretty powerful statement. It's furthermore, doyshe chamurois or doyshe rishumois, they say, from the pasuk, from the psukim, amru, the pasuk says, vayu chayecha tluyim lecha mineged. Zat toilet tefillin. The pasuk in Dvarim Chavches, Samech Vav, that says, vayu chayecha tluyim and that you're, uh, this is referring to one who hangs his tefillin, that they're gonna hang him as well. Like Kasha. So how did Rebbe do this? That's the obvious Kasha. So how did Rebbe do this? Ha, this that we learned in the Brisa, that a person who hangs his tefillin, which is a disgraceful way of behaving, so it's biritsua. That's if he hangs his tefillin from the straps, the straps of the tefillin. And then what happens is the straps have the, have the, Bias hanging down. It's disgraceful. However, ha, this that we said Rebbe was toilet's tefillin, he had the ketzitzas, the bias, the box on the top, and the straps were hanging down. By the same, another answer we gave, doesn't make a difference that in both cases, both by the ritzua, which are the straps, as well as the ketzitzah, which is the box, the black box part. Okay, it's both awesome. This that Rebbe hung his tefillin, it was the Tala. He hung it when it was in his bag. So the Gemara has a question. So why do you have to tell us that? Why does Rebbe Hanin have to come and tell us that? By the way, Rebbe, he saw Rebbe hang his tefillin if they were in the bag. So what's the Chiddush? So to hang your tefillin in the bag, why can't you do that? So the Gemara asks, So why, why are you teaching me that he hung his tefillin in the bag? I might have thought he boy. I might have thought that that the same way you take a sevetayra needs to be resting on the plat on the on the platform. So too the tefillin had to be in the same place as well. Kamash malon. No, that tefillin don't need to be have a hanocha a flat surface like like uh, the sevetayra. But you can take like the strap. Of the, of the tefillin, tefillin bag, and put that down on a peg, and hang that over it. That's not a problem. Okay. The Gemara says further. Another Maisa, he saw Rebbe doing what? That during Danish when he was Giyek, he was Piyek, and was Nisatish. The rock. He was yawning, and he was so, Giyek is he belched, Piek is he yawned, and Nisatesh is he sneezed, Virok, and he spit. And then, this is all during when? All during Shmanesi, Meshamesh Bebigda, which means he removed a louse from his clothing without touching the louse during Shmanesi. Avaloi Hoya Misatesh, but if his talus fell down, he was careful not to bend down and pick up his talus, which sounds counterintuitive. He did all these other things. But, but if his talus falls down, he didn't pick it up. 
when Rebbe was yawning, so he would put his hand over his chin, over on his chin, to cover his mouth. So it doesn't look like disrespectful. In fact, a person who his voice is heard during Shemana Esrei is Miktani Amona. He shows, expresses a lack of Amuna in Hashem because he's saying he has to daven louder so Hashem should hear his tefillah. And he's daven in an uh, intimate relationship between him and Baruch Hu. A Magbiya Koyloi, if he raises his voice with tefillah a lot, I raise him in via Sheker. That's even called he's a, a false prophet. If he raises his voice a lot, because it says in Melachim Aleph Yudches Chavches, by Yikru Bikul Godol, by the Nevi Baal, when we had Elio Novi, he was uh, dealing with his Nevi Baal, this false prophets. It says they raised their voice with a Kol Godol, a loud voice. So a person was Damish Manesra, with a loud voice, he's like the false prophets, Nevi Sheker. Then it says what we came for in the price of Megahik a person who is who is uh, who's yawning and belching during burping during the uh, Shmonesra, it's an expression of arrogance. So how does what does it mean Rabbi did this? What do you mean you saw Rabbi doing this? Obviously, there's something off over here. And furthermore, one who sneezes during his davening, Simon Raloi, it's a bad sign for this person. And others say that if a person is sneezing during his davening, you see that it's he's who the person is mechoyer. It's like disgusting. Harak one who spits during his davening is kiilu rock It's as if he spits in front of the king. Now the Gemara is going to clarify what's going on over here because in the Gemara, in the Brisa first we had first we had a, a statement that. Rebbe did all these type of things. Now we have the Brisa that says these things are incorrect to do. So Bishlam and Megayek when it comes to yawning and 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 burping, it's not a kasha. The Brisa is talking about a case with Rebbe that it was Megayek Mefaik Kan Loinsa. It was it was uncontrollable. Sometimes it happens uncontrollable. Kan the Brisa that says it's Megasi Aruach that the person he yawns. Controllable, willingly. He's like saying, ah, this is all boring. That's all boring. The Ritzayna, he intended, intended to do this. But when the person is sneezing, if he's sneezing and saying it's a simara, so Rebbe, we said sneeze in the, and we don't want to say it's a simara. Even in the Bryce by Rebbe, he was bonus when he, if he sneezed. So how could you say that simara? Misatish and misatish, my answer is nami loy kasha. It's also not a kasha. Kan milamaylo, kan milamato. What Rebbe did was he sneezed from his mouth. When the Brisa says it's a simon ra, it's a bad sign for the person if he sneezes. That means if he passes gas, that's what it means milamato. If he passes gas, that's what it means a simon ra for the person. The Amar Rebbe Zeiro Ha Milso This Halacha. Listen to this now. Ibalo Li Be Rav Hamnuno Utkilo Li Kol Kikule Tarido. That this this Halacha that we just learned here that it's a, that a person who is Misatish Bet Filosa, a person who 
as a uh, sneezes during his davening from his mouth, it's a simen yofeloi. It's a good sign for him because he says it's more dear to me than all my learning. Kikoli kikuli talmuda. It's it's so dear to me because he would sneeze, so it was, it was applicable to him. Kishem the same way we bring Nachasuach down here on the on the, on the Oritz, when the Baruch Hu, of course, was Yibach Ba'ap of Nishmas Chaim, so too we are also now Kach Oisin Noli Nachasuach Milamaylo in the Shemayim, and our Tfila will be accepted. We have this Nachasuach, this Ruach inside of us. Okay. Ela Roik Aroik Kasha. We have now a Kasha in the Brice that spoke about spitting. So, how did Rebbe spit? So, Maran says, Roik Aroik Nami Loik Kasha. It's not a Kasha by spitting either from what Rebbe did, the great Rebbe Huda Anasi, and what, and what the Brice says you shouldn't do. Efshar Kidderav Yehuda. Because we can learn, like perhaps like Rebbe Huda, the Omar of Yehuda, how you oi made betfilo, person in the middle of Davni. When this damn lo heroic person in the middle of davening and he has this phlegm to get rid of. Now we have to remind ourselves they didn't have the tissue box like we have at our fingertips. So what are they going to do with it? Okay? So he says, Mavluya betalisai. You should remove the phlegm, your, the spit from your mouth and put it into some part of the garment that you're wearing. And if it's a very nice talis, nice talis doesn't mean like for, for with the tzitzis, it means a garment that you're wearing. Yeah, but if it's a nice garment that you're wearing and you don't want to get it dirty, then then you you uh, put this phlegm into like this kerchief that was around your head, a suder. The Gemara says a ma'isa with Ravino have a ko'achoyre the Ravashi. Ravino, the great Ravino and Ravashi. Ravino was behind Ravashi, diving behind him. He was standing behind him. And this damuloi roik and Ravashi had this roik in his mouth. Paske la he turned behind him, and he, and he removed it from his mouth. Amalei, as the Rabbina said, don't you hold of that which Rav Yehuda says, that you should put the roik into this kerchief, into the cloth, and why are you spinning it on the ground? For me, it's, I'm a very fastidious type of person. I'm very uncomfortable about putting my phlegm into my garment, into any part of the garment, whether it's the talus garment, whether it's the, the kerchief garment. Therefore, I'm un- uncomfortable about it, so I spit it on the floor. We also had earlier with Rebbe Gamliel, he was also an istanis. So that's why he spit it out on the ground. Now we go back to the Hemshech of the Brais that we said earlier. So we didn't bring the Brisa for the discussion of a person who is whose voice is being heard during davening, but the Maisa, the Bryce spoke about it, so the Gemara is now going to discuss this as well. It's a lack of a muna, he shows in Hashem, if a person's voice is being heard during Shemona Esri. The only person that's supposed to be hearing the, the Shemona Esri are your own ears. But no one else, not, not even your neighbor next to you. We only learn that it's usher for a person to his voice to be heard. That's only talking about a case where he's able to have kavana when he's diving quietly. But if he's not able to have kavana when he's diving his private quietly, then his mutter. Then he could 
raise his voice a little to make sure that he hears what he's saying so that it's not a lack of that's not a lack of um, kavana in the Shemona Esrei. No, now the Gemara clarifies, what does that mean? You could raise your voice if you're damaged from the Esrei in order to have more kavana? The Gemara says, yes. What's that case? Vahani mili biyachid. That's talking about an individual. In other words, like this. You're davening in your house. So, there's no one there. Are you allowed to daven that Shemona Esrei out loud? Or do we say, well... The same way in shul, you shouldn't daven that out loud. So, so too in your house, you shouldn't daven out loud. So here he's saying, if you need to have more kavana when you're davening in your house by yourself and there's no one there, you're permitted to daven out loud a little louder. But in the public, uh, with, with other people in shul, you're going to uh, make people lose their kavano if you're diving out loud. And, and Lamaisa, that is how we have to be careful that we should not be diving at Amish one Esrei that our neighbor next to us can hear us. No, no, Pesukah de Zimra, in fact, by Pesukah de Zimra, I think it's maybe around Simon Nun Hay, maybe Nun Gimel, where the Mishra brings down, the question is, why do we shuckle during davening? Why do we shuckle during davening? So the Pasuk says, Kol right? Who, all my atzmois, my bones, are toimanah, speaking your praise. So that shuckling is referring to by, definitely by Psukah de Zimra, that's for sure. So Psukah de Zimra, you shuckle, you say the words out loud. Um, I'll comment though, even though you say the words out loud, even during Psukah de Zimra, people have to be cognizant that we should not be the only voice being heard. And sometimes people don't realize, and, and they're like in competition with number one with the chazan. Their voice carries. They don't mean to do it necessarily. But people have to be cognizant of the loudness of their voice. That it, you should daven loud. And if the, everyone in shul is daven loudly as well, daven loud with them as well. It arouses the kavana. Look at the Ramban, then the Parshish boy, he talks about this. But if the shul is not the shul that you're used to, and everyone's quieter, and all of a sudden, you're blasting it out there, and you're thinking, well, no, everyone's doing it wrong. Unfortunately, that is not a good approach. Zog the now, listen to this interesting scenario here. Rabbi Abba was trying to avoid Rabbi Yehuda. Why was he trying to avoid Rabbi Yehuda? Because Rabbi Abba wanted to go to Eretz Yisrael. And Rabbi Yehuda did not want to go to Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael, they say, not to go to Eretz Yisrael. Why can't you go to Eretz Yisrael? So let's see what the Gemara says. Because Rabbi Abba wanted to go to Eretz Yisrael. And Rabbi Yehuda didn't want to go. Dhamma Rabbi Yehuda, because Rabbi Yehuda was of the opinion. And this Gemara is also a very famous Gemara. Gimel Shuas, the three swearings at the end of Mesech's Ksubas, Daf Kufyud Aleph over there, Kufyud. Dhamma Rabbi Yehuda, Kola Oilu Mi Bavel Eretz Yisrael. Whoever goes from Bavel, from Iraq to Eretz Yisrael, Oiver Be'ese transgresses a positive mitzvah. You hear this? If you go to Eretz Yisrael, you transgress a positive mitzvah. Shinemar, it says, by the Nevuah of Yirmiyah, by the destruction of the first base of Midosh, Bavelo Yuvau, Ad Yoim Hashem. Hashem says, I will take you out of Bavel. When? When Mashiach will come. Okay? But before that time, don't go out of Bavel to go to Eretz Yisrael. Now, I know you might be thinking, did I hear him correctly? You shouldn't go to Eretz Yisrael. Okay, it was the center of Torah, but there's also the Gimel Shuas. 
that if Hashem says he's going to do it, which is part of, part of the whole discussion, we're not getting into uh, the details now, about going to take the land of Israel by force. There's, there's a whole discussion about that, Lahalacha. Omar, Rabbi Abba said, Rabbi Abba said, I'm trying to avoid Rabbi Yehuda, but I want to still go and learn some halachas from the base of Medrash. And then afterwards, I'll go on my way. So he went and he like, you know, put his ear to the door, to the window, and he heard a Tana saying to Rabbi Yehuda, a certain b'raisa. What's the b'raisa? Person is, a person was standing during davening and davening esrei, and he passes gas. He should wait until the the smell goes away. Then Then he continues his davening. Some say, what did he hear? The halacha that he heard. The halacha was, a person was in the middle of Dhamish from the Esra and he felt an urge to pass gas. He goes away from the position where he was standing in, a distance of Dalat Amos, four Amos away. And he passes gas over there. Yes, that's what we're saying. He steps away. Now, Rabbi Yisai, Halacha uh, Lamaisa, don't step away into the presence of someone else, and then that person has to deal with that smell, of course. We're talking about stepping away and there's no one there. That's what we're talking about, okay? It's obvious, but I have to make sure I say it obvious. Okay, yeah. So he's allowed to step away during Shemun Esrei. Why? Because it's for Shemun Esrei. Furthermore, on that point that Rabbi Sorrell is asking here and bringing out, if a person is in the middle of Shemun Esrei and his sitter is missing Yalavi Yalavi, he turns the page, it's Chanukah, and he doesn't have Yalav Yalav in the sitter. You are allowed to go walk to the, the, the bookcase, take out a sitter, and continue Shemun Esrei. Okay? Fine. So in this case, he passes gas, then he comes back to the place where he was diving. The Chayizim is and he goes back to the and he says the following words, which is a discussion in, in Halach Lamaisa if he should be saying this or not. He says this. The Gemara says, You created us with holes and cavities. It's like an abridged version of, of Ashi Yatzah. It's revealed and known before you. Our disgrace and our embarrassment while we are alive. In other words, the fact that the person has to go past gas, it's not the most covetic thing, right? Not the most honorable thing. It's because we're lowly humans in this regard. And our end is what? Rima Vissaleya. Is worms and maggots. And then, person continues davening, he picks up from where he left off. If I came to the base manager just to hear this, it's enough. The appreciation for Dvar Halacha was amazing. Is amazing here. Okay. Turn up one on. Haya Yashim Bitalisai. If any Yachalaitsi has Raisha, a person sleeping and he has a sheet and he can't take out his head from the sheet, from the blanket, because of the cold temperature in the room. But he has to recite Kriyashma. Chaitzaitz Bitalisai Al Savoroi. He puts the talis up to his neck. 
Okay. He puts the talus up to his neck. V'koyer kriyashma, and he says kriyashma. And some say no. He should put the talus on his heart, which means like right below his heart, and then he should recite Krishna. What's the obvious kasha, by sight? What's the obvious kasha? The person has to recite Shema. He's cold. So what does he do? He just takes his head out of the blanket a little, up to his neck, and then recites Shema. The problem is, the kasha is, that now you have Liboy, Royesa, Ereva. His heart is seeing his nakedness, which is a problem. Or at least we think it's a problem. But that's going to be the kasha over here. The Tanakama, the Tanakama, I hare liboy roya esa erva. His heart is seeing his erva, his nakedness. Kasavar, Tanakama's opinion, liboy roya esa erva is mutter. His heart is allowed to see the erva. Liboy esa erva is mutter, it's not a problem. Fine. Amravuna, Amravyechen. Hayimahalech, bimavoyesa mutunafoyes. The person's walking during, during the, in the streets. Now, Let's just, it's always important to have historical facts when you're learning Gemara and we're learning anything. But this Allah applies, and I'll share with you in a second, to every single day as well. Those days, they didn't have the regular garbage system that we have, and they didn't have the, the sewer system that we have. And they would throw things in the street. And, and, and things would run down with, with uh, in the, like the gutter system in the street. But unfortunately, sometimes the streets were very smelly, very dirty. So you can't make a habracha or a davishim dusha to recite Krishna where there is dirt like this. Now, uh, let's first say the Gemara here, and I'll share with you halacha l'maisa b'smanenu as well. He was walking in the dirty streets with his soy, with his excrement and urine, meiruglayim. Maniach Yodu Yalpi Vikari Kriyashma. So Rav Huna said in the name of Yaichunan, you can put your hand on your mouth and recite Kriyashma. So what's the understanding? How, how could you do that? Aren't you in front of this disgusting stuff? And the answer is because if the Rav Huna said the name of Yaichunan, then when you put your hand in your mouth, it's as if you're covering it. The words of Kedusha that you're saying are like being covered. So it's not a problem that you're saying Shema. That's the basic understanding we're saying now. However, Amalei Rav Chizda, Rav Chizda says, Elohim, he's like swearing, Elohim. Im Amrali Rabbi Yechonah Bepume. You, Rav Huna, are telling, are quoting Rabbi Yechonah saying this. If I would have heard Rabbi Yechonah say it himself from his own mouth, I still wouldn't listen to this. Which is a pretty strong statement. Light say, sin I would not listen to him. Ikeda Amri Yamar Rabba Barbar Khan Amar Rabbi he says the name of Shimon Levi. This person is walking in the Muvoyzim Mutanof, it's a dirty alleyways. He puts his hand on his mouth and he recites Kriyashma. Rav Chizda, hello Kim. Rav Chizda, once again, he swears. If I would have heard these words, if Shubhan Levi would have told me his own mouth, I still would not accept it. So, Frank, the Gemara, Rav Chiyamar, Rav Huna, did Rav Huna really say this, the name of Rabbi Eichanan, and the name of Shubhan Levi, that you can just cover your mouth and recite Shema? Is that really true? I, Vahamar, Rav Huna, Rav Huna says, Tamad Chacham, also loy lamed b'mokma mit ati noifes, and Tamad Chacham cannot stand in a dirty place. 
How do you define dirty place? We'll say with excrement, we'll say with urine, and other aspects of dirty places as well. Why? Why is it Rafuna say that a Tamil Chacham is not permitted to stand in the Makimatunov, the dirty place? And he says, because what does a Tamil Chacham do? He's thinking about the, the football game, he's thinking about Torah. So Rafuna says the Tamil Chacham is going to be thinking and learning in the dirty place. He can't do that. So he wants uh, ask like this. The kasha is, if Rav Huna is just telling us in the name of Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Shubham Levi that you can just cover your mouth and say it, and say the actual Shema, how now could he say that it's also to, to, uh, to be thinking for the Tamil to be thinking it in Torah? Like kasha Khan, this Rav Huna said it's also for a Tamil to be thinking and learning. That's Bo'oymed. That's if he's literally standing in one place in the Mokimetunov. Can, but in a situation where Rabbi Yochanan said he permitted for the person to recite walking and saying Krishna, it's specifically Mahalech. It's because he is Bedafka walking. So he can put his hand on his mouth and say Krishna, it's not a Kasha on Rafuna. Okay. But did Rabbi Yechonah really say this? That a person can cover his mouth and recite Krishna while he's walking? A person is permitted to be thinking and learning in all different places. Except from a bathhouse. From basic easy, and except from a bathroom, because these are makam mitunafos. These are dirty places. If you want to say hachanami, you could answer kan by Rabbi Yochanan, where he said it's also to be thinking in a basic It's talking about ba'oymed. If you want to give the same answer, that because he's oymed, the kan kan. They're talking about a case where he's permitted to be thinking and learning as b'mahaleich. Where he's walking, any? No, you can't. You can't answer like this. I is you want to you, you want to try that approach? It's not going to work. I vaha. Rabbi Avo have a causal basrei Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Avo was going behind Rabbi Yochanan when they were walking together. We have a kari kriyashma. How could you say he can't? I any see he can. You see how he can. Vaha Rabbi Avo. Rabbi Avo was was ka'azil basrei Rabbi Yochanan. He sees he was reciting Kriyashma. Kimata muvayis mitanafa is ishtik. So, but when he came to muvayis mitanafa, he was quiet. So he wasn't reciting it. So what he tell me is he, he thought he was he was he was walking, but then as soon as he came to the dirty places, he stopped. Amar lehi, Rabbi says, Rabbi Yochanan lehechen ahader. So where do you go back now to Krishma? Where do you pick up from? Amar lehi, im shahisa. If my hefsik was the man of time, kidei ligmores kula chayzel aroish. If my pause that I was going through this dirty place and I realized, oh, I have to stop, would take me the man of time to recite the whole entire Kriya Shema, then he says he would go back to the beginning, the beginning of Shema. But if his pause was not the amount of time, 
that it would take to go to recite the entire Shema, then he would not go back to the beginning. Just go back to where he left off. So the answer is, This is what Rabbi Yechon told Ravu. Rabbi Yechon is saying, I hold that if you get to a dirty place, then you can put your hand on your mouth and recite Krishna. Furthermore, I don't hold that if a person would be mafsic, interrupt the the whole entire time uh, it would take to repeat Shema to go back to the beginning. You have to go back to the beginning of Shema. Well, so why did he say you have to go back to the Rosh? However, because he said for you, because you hold that you can't go through Malkam Etunov and recite Shema. So for you, if you went through a dirty place, so you have to stop now. And now now you have a hesek, now you have interruption. Now if your interruption was the length of time that it would take to recite the entire Shema, so now you know what you have to do. So Rabbi Yochan is saying that you have to go back from the beginning. But not that I'm saying I would hold like this, because I'm saying I could hold, cover my mouth and walk through it. If you wait a amount of time it takes to go over recite on Tarishma and then go back to the beginning. Tanik Avasa de Rafuna, there's a brace that supports Rafuna, Tanik Avasa de Rafhizda, and there's also Braisa that supports Rafhizda. Tanik Avasa de Rafuna, there's a brace that supports Rafuna, where it says a Mahalich bin Vaisa Mutunofis. One who's traveling on the road and he's passing by Muvaisa Mutunofis dirty places, Maniach Yodi Al Pivikra Kriashma, he should put his hand on his mouth and he can recite Kriyashma. Tani Kavasi Dirav Chizda, there's also Braisa that supports Rav Chizda, Hayimahalech Muvayis Mutunafoyis, if you're traveling in the dirty places, dirty roads, Lo Yikra Kriyashma, Yishna recite Kriyashma, Volayoid, Elishim Hayakaira Yoba, Paisek. Not only you should not start reciting Kriyashma, but if you did come to a dirty place and you're reciting Kriyashma, you should make sure that you are Paisek, that you stop. Let's go a little further. Let's not Paisek yet. Now, the Gemara says, Loi Pasak, let's say the person did not stop when you get to a dirty, we got to a dirty place. My. What's the din? Amrabi Mayasho, Barberei, Derbi Shuban Levi, all of a cause of Aymer. If he should have stopped and he did not get to, and he did not stop when he got to a dirty place, listen to these words. He brings out from, from Sukkim, from Pasim Yechezka. And he's saying, Lo meaning that because of this Avera, the person's life will be shortened. Rabbi Asi Omar, Hoy And once again, these Psukim are here now in another Pasuk in Bamidbar. Omar Avavo, Omar Mihachak, he devashem boza, he karis, he karis nefeshahi. That you see all these Psukim now refer to a person who is reciting a Dover Shibik Dusha in a dirty place. It Rahman son can shorten the person's life. However, what is the reward? What is the amazing reward for a person who does show proper covet and does not say Dusha in a dirty place? Says the Gemara of in Pasak. If a person was saying Shema and he stopped, Maschara, what's his reward? And through this thing, meaning that you're careful not to recite a Dovish Shebek Dusha in a dirty place, Tarikh Yamim, you're going to live long.
So we have here, over here, the potion of life, Rabbi Yisai. We have the potion of life. People always want to know what can a person do to, to live a longer life. And here we're being told that if you are careful not to say Dabr Shebek Dusha in a dirty place, then it's Marich yeah, Yomov, it lengthens a person's life. Halacha Lamaisa, we have to be careful because sometimes you have garbage day and you walk into shul and when it's a garbage day, work into shul and sometimes the people are reciting brachos. And the garbage cans are left open from the garbage men when they took out the garbage bags. And yet, the mom should be careful not to recite a bracha if it's, if, if it's going to be smelling when we pass by these garbage cans. Okay, Rabbi, so we'll stop here. Shkoyach.